Welcome to Good Service. We are your hosts, Ben Chung. And Kevin Zha. Each week, we'll be breaking bread and having real, raw, and vulnerable talks about life, faith, and everything in between, and always over a fire meal. Thanks for joining our table today. Let's eat. Folks, welcome or welcome back to Good Service, where we have good convos over good food. We are your hosts, Ben. And Kevin. And we have two very special friends, guests in the pod. We have dancers, choreographers. We have Dini and Eileen Kim in the pod today. Oh, and business owners. And business owners, entrepreneurs, all the good stuff. Yes. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for for coming through. We've been waiting for this one for a long time. Yes, we have. And uh, we're glad to have you guys. Happy to be here. Yes, yes. we're so excited. We know that you guys also had a very long day already. You had a 5 a.m. thing. <laughs> oh my God. And then, uh, and you're here. Can so, you actually, can you explain yeah. a little about the schedule? Like why 5 a.m.? Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're, me and Dini are currently in a place right now where uh, we're doing like studio ops, right? And so we're like Ooh. present at the studio when it's open, which What's is What's the studio for those who don't oh. know what you're talking Ooh, about? Yeah. So we have a little sum, sum, sum. <laughs> it's called Roots Dance Studio. Koreatown hey. LA. Hey, yeah. Uh, we opened in like 2019, so we've been operating for like three and a half years for those of you guys that don't know. Wow. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we, we run like dance classes every day and stuff. So we're there during well, we work like during the day for the behind the scenes stuff, and then we're there mm. at night when the studio is operating. And then we just haven't been able to quite say no to like our own personal jobs and stuff like that. And so mm. we just like tack that on after studio mm. hours. Are you allowed that, to tell the public what those jobs are? Um, yeah. Well, what currently we're working on like a commercial thingy. Yeah. Okay. So cool. we'll share more about that once that's released. Yeah. Um, but just a lot of choreographing, you know? Um, mm. So, and like even like just teaching and stuff like teaching class, we try not to let that go. Mm. Um, so we're just tacking everything just on. Just doing everything. All at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so we just, yeah, we just, uh, that usually starts maybe after midnight. Yeah. So Jeez. depending on the job, it yeah. just we just yeah. keep going till we're finished. Wow! But hey, we're we're, we're happy here. and we're here, <laughs> we're here. We're here. Yeah, <laughs> and we're yeah. grateful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, before we get into any of the combos, we have a delicious, amazing spread. Heck yes! In yes. front of us, Kevin. What are we having today? So today we have Cook's Tortas, which uh, shout out Edgar, the owner. I met him Let's today. Go, amazing, amazing food. Um, I've heard only good things. This is my first time having it, actually. Mm. Ben has had it in the past, yes. so okay. the reviews were good. Mm. I guess. <laughs> and uh, today we have the asada to the mojete to the barbecue pork. Wow. Okay. We got some uh, Diablo. Um, the number wasn't something we liked, but <laughs> however, it's very one. spicy. Um, and we have the... I think like a that looks like I, a I forgot Capri, how to say these. Caprizi, Caprizi, yeah, yeah. Caprese. It's a cheese one. The cheese one. <laughs> and then we have some fresh one that looks like grilled chicken. But either way, um, and then we got some of their, I believe it's called tech fries. I didn't ask them why they call it that. And then we have some sides right here: potato salad and macaroni salad. Let's go. It's gonna be that so delicious. Cool. So really we're gonna grab it, dig right in while we have the conversation. Let's go. So I know a lot of people have, or people in our community have heard yeah. the story about 
y'all going into dance and you know the studio journey um but you know what's really i thought this was really interesting we got to know each other i got to go to the um grand opening of the new studio and i went there for the prayer meeting specifically just so we could pray over y'all new space really excited and then I remember Dini going right into the testimony of how the studio came to place. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting personally for me, I came all the way there to hear it. Cause I was yeah. like, I want to hear this journey, how God's been blessing y'all. Yeah. Like how did this even happen in Cape Town, all this stuff. Yeah. And then specifically for some reason, timing wise, my family showed up and I had to go get them yeah. right at that moment. Yeah. So I didn't get to hear it. <gasps> You're right. I remember You're this. Right. So I now this. I get to hear it for the first time. Mm. And so, Ben gets to hear it for the third time. I never get sick okay. of it. It's a good story. And by yeah. the way, this is spicy. It's good. I love okay. it. I nice. love this spice. Dude, the peppers in there? Mm-hmm. I was a little scared for you. No, but anyways, um, so now as we're jumping into it, l- would love to know because y- you guys are amazing dancers, amazing choreographers, amazing businesswomen. Uh, but it didn't start that way. So I'd love to know how it happened. Because to me also, you, you guys look so young. Like I have no idea like age-wise either. Mm-hmm. You guys just look like you guys are like 19, 22. Aww. Wait, did we establish that you guys are sisters? I don't know if we've established that. Oh, yeah. They're sisters. They're so confused right now. And family family working together, that's like really rare. It is very Um, nice. The fact that you guys don't like hate each other is rare. (laughs) Like all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like I don't even know the age gap between you guys. What is the age gap? Two years. Two years. Two and a half. Yeah. So she likes to sometimes reiterate, but yeah, two years. (laughs) (laughs) Only when it's advantageous to me. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. Oh, jump in, jump in. All right, I'm gonna let Dini say it because she is really detailed when it comes to the story. So, okay, where do I start? We opened in 2019, I think January, Mm -hmm. January 2019. And we operated for about a year and COVID happened. So we just Mm. shut down for like two years because we didn't have an outdoor space. We weren't considered like an essential business. So we were just kind of having a hard time Dean, uh, I, I said Dean and I, mm-hmm. Eileen and I were taking on like extra dance jobs to try to like pay for the rent and like kind of stay afloat. And I think at one point we decided we're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. And we decided to close down. Mm-hmm. We made the decision, but we hadn't announced it to the public yet. And so we were kind of in the middle of processing like, how should we make this announcement? Um, should we post it on social media? And as we were kind of figuring that out, we found out that like five other dance studios all closed down within the same few weeks. And they were all announcing on their Instagram too. And we we're like, oh my gosh, like everybody's losing their home and all these mm-hmm. dance studios are closing down. And I think it made us really sad because we we're like, oh man, we're going to be another home that people lose. And so in the middle of all of that happening, Um, there's a clothing store that's like attached to our studio and the owner she's like a grandma she's been there for like I don't know like 10 years super super long time and she said she's going to be there for another 10 years so we kind of gave up on like taking over like her space because we were when we first moved in we're like how can we be growth oriented how can we expand Um, but yeah um, one day during COVID her daughter is a nurse in the COVID facility Uh, hospital and so she would always babysit her granddaughter and Mm. she didn't want to expose her to COVID being interacting with all the customers and things like that so she ended up closing down the shop and after it closed down the building owner called us and said 
hey, like, as you know, they closed down. Um, there's an escape room that's attached to the back of the building. And they're like, they want to acquire the space and use it as an extra room. But he's like, I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to give it to you. Mm. Um, and he just said it's a feeling. Um, he said it's a spiritual feeling. He's not even Christian. He just kind of mentioned that he feels like it should be coming to us instead. And we're like, well, we literally can't afford it. We're about to close down because we can barely pay rent for the one space that we have. And it was a small space too. But then after him saying that to us, we're like, um, I don't think we can afford it. And then he's like, what if I give you like the next two, three months of rent for free? Mm, <laughs> wow. Wow. He really wanted you, job Do you still there? want wow. it? I'm like, but why? Like, why would you do that? Because someone else is willing to pay for those two, mm. three months mm. and they're already in your building. So what makes you to say no to them and say yes to us? Wow. Like worldly, in the worldly view, like mm. economically, it doesn't make sense. So it made us think like, oh God, like, is this you? Like, this is so particular. And we kind of prayed about it and we talked to God about it. And we're like, you know what? Like, maybe we should do it. Um, it felt like God was telling us to... Eileen likes to use a saying, like, prepare the room before the baby is born. Mm. And we're Whoa. like, we almost felt like God was saying, before I give you all these things, you need to expand. While everyone's closing down, you're going to do the opposite because my kingdom is upside down. So Whoa. invest everything you yeah. have, mm. prepare this space, and I'm going to do a lot of things for you later on. And so just from that trust and faith, we decided to just go through with it. And yeah. in the dead middle of COVID, not knowing when we can open, we just started to to construction mm. and we expanded double the size wow so that happened then we opened in november 2021 we went through a whole rebranding to mm -hmm. roots and after that just students started flooding in and wow. we're like where did they all come from because we <laughs> didn't move locations mm -hmm. like they just kind of came all rushing in and we just started popping off and i'm like oh my gosh this is like literally we wouldn't have had the capacity to accommodate for all of them if we didn't do this mm. during COVID. And it's been a year and a half since. And maybe in like Fe February, I was just at the studio one day and I'm like, just like I was looking at class, it was a capped class. And I'm like, wow, you know what? Like, I feel like we can expand soon. And it was just like a side comment I said, it wasn't anything I took super seriously, but I like kind of threw it out there to my mom and I even forgot that I said it, but my mom, being the woman she is, she basically really like sowed those words deep in her heart and she started praying for it for three days, like all day and night. She didn't even tell us she was doing it. Mm. She started praying for us for three days and she kind of lives a couple blocks away from the studio mm -hmm. and she has the same drive home. And for the past like 10 years, she'll always drive by this one building. And she'll look at it and kind of represented her hopes and her dreams mm. for us. So she'll look at it and be like, man, if Dini and Eileen's studio was in a place like that, that would be so amazing. It's so big. It's so nice. It's like an ideal dream location. Wow. And she would always just look at it. And after the three days of prayer, she was making her same drive home. And she saw a giant four leaf sign on the building. Wow. She's like, in 10 years, wow. I've never seen this sign before she got excited and she called them the land owner like building owner got back to us we mm. literally went to go see the space the next day and, wow. and yeah and the papers like in within like that week wow. so it just happened all so fast yeah and the yeah. thing is like when after we saw it 
he told us how much it's supposed to be and we're like, ooh, we can't afford that. And he's like, well, what's your budget? I'll take it. Wow. And he just said it like it's yeah. nothing, like it's verbally. Crazy. Wow. And we're like, what? Like, are you serious? Again, nothing's written on yeah. paper. And you literally watch me, Dini, and my mom go. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he literally Daniel? Like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, and then we went home, and a couple days later, they called me. And he's wow. like, hey, um, we didn't sign anything yet, but we did talk a little bit, so I wanted to give you a call. There's two mm. other people who want our space, and they're willing to pay the full asking price. Wow. He's like, I know you guys can't afford that. And he's like, but for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to give it to you. This is same a different words, guy. Different guy. Different guy, same words. Three years later. Wow. And I'm like, That's wild. wait, those words sound really familiar. And what I had to think that? back and I was like, first expansion, second expansion, wow. verbatim, same phrase. Wow. Hmm. And I'm like, oh my, I think I literally was like, are you serious? Like, are you being serious right now? And yeah, he's like, do you want to come sign the paperwork? And he's like, can you come in on Monday? And Monday was my birthday. Wow. So it felt wow. like a big a like birthday, birthday present from yeah. God almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. So that's basically the story. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's, I, yeah. yeah. No, go I ahead. I'd like to add that yeah. like, it's just crazy. We, we talk about this really often now, but um, our first space, we started off like freaking small, like so freaking small. Um, we fit about like 15 people total, like wow. in a dance class. And then our second expansion, our max cap was around 30. So it was like right around double. And then now it's like almost 70. So it's just like, um, it's crazy to kind of be on this ride and just see like how our beginnings were very, very humble. And then mm -hmm. just to see like in the little ways that God asked us like, hey, can you trust me? Hey, can you step out in faith? Like, mm -hmm. hey, can you try this even though it's risky? Like to just see the fruitions of it, it's kind of wild. Mm. Yeah. Was this something that you guys had dreamed about or had been praying for to have a, a studio like this? I think for us, it was like a very like way later after we retire when we can't dance anymore type of thing. And oh. so it's actually funny because we um, in the beginning, it didn't feel like a dream. Mm -hmm. It felt like a burden because yeah, <laughs> we we're like, we it. didn't even ask for yeah. this. Yeah. Like, we're too young. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. mm -hmm. it, it was a mix with like imposter syndrome of like, who's even going to care? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what? who are we to even create a space? Like, what the heck? Um, and so it's just like a hodgepodge of feelings. But yeah, definitely like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. And same for you, Dini. Like it was just something that you thought was something far farther down. Oh yeah. The line. We talked about it before. Mm. We're like, yeah, like yeah. later on it'd be nice to open a dance studio. What do you guys yeah. okay, what do you guys feel that is then? Because I mean it it seems pretty clear that God's favor was with you guys and yeah. is with you guys. And if this wasn't something that you guys thought was supposed to happen mm. at this juncture in your life, yeah. What do you guys feel is the reason and purpose for it? And why was it so Mm -mm. here you go and like right now yeah you know what I mean I mean I think our our understanding of our career is very like two-dimensional mm. and so like even for dancers right like most people think hey you pop off on Instagram somehow and then you like start teaching a lot and then like you like travel and then that's like the epitome of success and then like and then what do you do after that? Mm -hmm. Like hopefully you can direct or coach or like do something that doesn't require a physical body. And then, you know, it's like it's like this like timeline of like, oh, as a dancer, this is what success looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and so for us, we were like, well, we want to do all of that. 
and then we can do the studio mm. like later but what god was kind of i think teaching us like through it all is like everything has a purpose and then everything also comes together so mm. for us even though at the time we were like this is a burden because it's so much work it's taking away from our lives like so much blah 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 um i think at the end of it all it's kind of seeing that that's what the, it, the sacrifices that it took to kind of build what we have right now and then to see how what we've built now bleeds into every mm -hmm. aspect of mm. our, our dancing and our career. Like, there's so many ways we're, like, meeting people, utilizing it, helping people, like, impacting our city. But, like, all of that, we're so... We feel like is our purpose and calling so mm. fully now. Mm. Like, we understand it now. Yeah. We just didn't see it... A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So when I when I went to the the grand opening and yeah. um, you know as I was just kind of observing just the energy, just yeah. kind of seeing all the people kind of coming in and out, um, dancers that I recognize, people that mm -hmm. I didn't know, and I just saw people from just coming off the street, just kind of poking their mm -hmm. heads in and just curious. It felt like to me that. Um, this was more than a dance studio, mm. you know what I mean? And especially the location where you're at, like yeah. you guys literally in the heart of K-Town across the street from HK Market, like yeah. this is a landmark. But I, I felt this sense of like, this is a a place for people to find community, mm. you know what I mean? And yeah, we, we, we were from the dance community, so we kind of like, we say that word all the time, but I felt it goes even deeper than dance community. I think it's just community in general. Yeah. And um, and I'm sure you guys can attest to people forming new friendships and relationships uh, through the classes that you guys have, and people probably just come to like even like hang out and stuff like that. And and I know and the short time that I've gotten to know you guys, probably within I mean Eileen, I've known you for a few years, but we didn't yeah. really like start hanging to like the past year, right? Yeah. Um, but. I just see that your guys, you guys have this heart to bring people together. And um, even the fact that you guys today were saying, we don't want to sacrifice our dance jobs, but we know that we have this responsibility to run the studio. So willing to sacrifice sleep mm -hmm. to like kind of do it both because you guys still find it so important to build this community hub. Yeah. Um, can you talk ab about that aspect of it? Because I'm sure you guys have probably realized this too. It's like, wow, I think this is more than a dance studio. And it's not riding off any hype. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like you guys just won abdc or something <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it's like yo this is the studio from yeah. that crew yeah. but it's like people i mean yeah people you guys have a following and things like that yeah. but it's not a hype thing it's something bigger than that um and i just feel like it 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 revolves around the people you know so what are you guys' thoughts about community and bringing people together and stuff like that it's interesting that you say that because i feel like um our students i think we've heard a couple people call our studio a hidden gem Mm. And it's really, it, it, which is like such a nice thing to say, but it's really cool because we see students who like maybe some of them have just never danced before or some of them have been retired for like 10 years and like they feel really like insecure going back into dance classes and many, many different types of people just come and they meet and like I feel like it's just been very raw and authentic in the way that they just meet and hang out with each other. And for us, it's really cool to see that they meet, that we get to be a place where they meet 
And then later we see them go to concerts together. They、mm, hang out outside、yeah. of the studio. They have group chats to take classes together. And like, that's not something that we can like force anybody to have. So I think us just being able to focus on what kind of culture we want to provide for them so that we can provide an environment for that to happen、mm-hmm. has been really good.、Um, I think. Even us moving into this new space, something that Eileen and I have been talking about a lot is what does Roots mean to us outside of just being a dance studio? And a lot of it is it's a very, it's very missional, it's a healing place. Like so many people come and they're like, they might be feeling like really sad, down, like stressed, like whatever they're feeling. Sometimes they're happy and that's great too. But when they come and then they find an outlet to find freedom and to、mm-hmm. just like let go and just, Find a happy place, I think is like such a healing place for、mm. people. So I think that's something that we've been noticing a lot more being around、mm-hmm. yeah. in the new space, especially. You guys, so the studio was originally called what before it was Roots? It was called Urban LA. Urban LA.、Mm-hmm. So why the change of name to Roots and like why Roots?、Uh, okay, well, I'll <laughs> explain the Roots part because she loves t- talking about our mission statement. But、um, Urban LA, we started off,、um, it was just kind of like a meaning for like, Like the city, like we wanted to be like a, like a center spot for just like bringing people together within、mm-hmm. K Town, right?、Mm-hmm. And、mm-hmm. K Town, what better way is it to just describe it as like, this is like an urban city, all diverse, different backgrounds, different、um, like races, ethnicities, like ages, whatever. And、um, so we, we named it Urban LA.、Um, and then obviously we had that little like, Movement with the word urban.、Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, we were too small for people to actually care. <laughs>、um, so, it, we actually didn't get much hate for it, but、um, we <laughs> just flew but, under the radar with that. Yeah, yeah. we were like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. But then we also wanted to listen. Actually, I don't know about、aware. that. What's, what's wrong with the word urban? I mean, it was just kind of a, because、uh, it relates a lot to、um, like the. Red zone, it was the red, redlining, red zoning.、Mm-hmm. Um, like during the BLM movement,、mm-hmm. so people were talking about how, like, there are certain words that are a little bit problematic. And even, even us calling our dance like hip hop, so because it's black culture. So then people have this、uh, or had a lot of say into, like, why are there no black teachers? How come the、mm. black history isn't being taught? So then it was even like, okay, maybe we don't even just call it hip hop. And then, but like, we don't want to call it urban either because that like kind of talks about like the ghettos and things like that. So, there's just a lot of conversation、yeah. around that that people just had issues with. So, we're just like, we don't know what to call anything anymore because everyone's <laughs> offended by everything. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And I'm not trying to make light out of it, but there literally, literally was like a lot of conversation. Yeah. And、uh, people had a lot of issues with that. Got it. I think the main、yeah. issue was like urban was like an umbrella term for、mm. like black, the black community, like in terms of music or dance、mm. or like whatever it is. And so they just didn't like that umbrella term because they're like, well, what is this? And even in the music industry too, it's like someone would make、mm. a song and it's like a pop genre, right?、Yeah. But then for some reason they'd get an award for it and it's like、yeah. under an urban, urban like music genre. If someone's saying、like, something is oriental. Yeah. Kind of、sure. along the lines yeah, of along, that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Because、yeah. it would always make me feel like.、What? Yeah. Right. 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 Treading dangerous yeah. waters here. But yeah. like, yes.、Yeah. So、mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. But、um, okay. yeah, I think it's very nuanced. Like, there's so many layers to even that movement in itself. So it's it's we can talk about it for hours. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but even with that, so、um, it was just us being like, hey, like, do we want to be so firm in like what our mission was and what our purpose was、um, with with Urban LA, or do we want to like Kind of 
go with the flow and see what comes out of that if we were to make changes. And our main thing was we're not going to change it unless we find something that really resonates. resonates. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we actually spent like a year just like during COVID, names. just like literally jotting down names and half of them were so stupid. What were yeah, some of that? I think I scratched <laughs> it out of my brain because I was like, okay, this is traumatic. Let's this is gonna throw it out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. I, I want to know. <laughs> I know, okay, it. if I find the paper, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I think of some of it. You should just post it up on yeah. the wall. At- <laughs> I'll text you and be like, yeah, this Movement muses. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Kim's sister. Oh, yeah. Kim. oh yes. No, no, no. No, that would never happen. Yeah. We had, um, I remember one Kim's time we were studio. like. Kim's studio. Kim's studio. Right next to Kim's jungle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Kim's studio. Oh, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. I would have went. Should we change it? Should change it to that? Yeah, I mean, brand. So, yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah. At one point, we were like, like, what if we just take out the U? Arbin. 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 I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, more vowels are good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> thankfully we came up uh, with the word roots. So that was like obviously just us thinking yeah. of like, okay, what's like our main value system? And it's like has a lot to do with like finding your roots, like discovering, like mm. being grounded in who you are and like having a, a safe place where you feel safe enough to actually explore that. Yeah. Um, of course, it's underlyingly like Christian faith too and like just all all of that put together. Identity. Dance, even like, yeah, dance foundation, like finding your roots, identity, yeah. all of that kind of hodgepodge together. Um, but yeah, that was like kind of our, our mission. Um, and yeah. We're, and, we, and then we didn't want to be basic, so we just spelled it differently. Yeah. <laughs> we added the U to make it look a it's little bit not, nicer. I thought, did it mean something else yeah, with that spelling? It's or? not ruts. Okay, okay. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, call yeah, it ruts. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't call it ruts. The line over the U. Yeah. Oh, okay. We have people coming for job interviews. Like, I love Ruts Dance Studio. Oh, <laughs> man. That's, it's like, oh, immediately. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, there's something that you guys um, mentioned that I, I, I want to go, like, go back to, which was, um, finding a free space of creating and doing what you love and having that. And I know that both of you guys love dancing. That's like even just hearing how you guys are described. Oh, yeah, we wanted a studio later because mm-hmm. we love dance. And I am curious because I'm not a dancer. I'm not an art driven person, actually. I'm like almost the opposite of that. I am a creator, <laughs> but I create yeah. very differently. And so as someone that is sitting amongst a lot of dancers here, I love to hear from you guys, like where does that fall into where art and like God and your love Mm. for dance kind of meet? Like Mm. I'm curious how that all plays together for you guys. That's a good question. I think for me, like God is creator, right? Mm. So for me, like when I create, I'm being like him. Mm. So it's it's a way for me to feel connected to him in a more intimate level that's not just like talking Mm. or like community talk like church praying reading the word like of course that's so important but i feel like if i get to connect with him in a creative level like even just being like hey god like create with me like he can like he is the source of all creation and all types of any type of creating so then like him being able to share those things with me and to create with him and through him i think helps me to feel more connected to god in that sense but also just a way to just express myself and what stage and how I'm feeling, whether it's happy, whether it's sad, whatever emotion that I'm feeling, I feel like 
it helps me to be very like true and authentic to be able to voice to God and be honest with how I'm feeling instead of like putting a certain like persona or presence of what I'm supposed to be doing or what a Christian looks like. I don't, there's so many layers to it, but I think that for me, that's probably my answer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Which I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, to give like a different perspective, mm-hmm. um, for me, I'm an Enneagram three. So <laughs> that means I'm always gonna be like talking about goals and like <laughs> and dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that mean you're a high achiever? Yeah, okay. high achiever. So yeah. um, something that like I think dance is to me, obviously like the creative aspect is always gonna be there. Um, but to me, dance is something where I feel like people look at creative endeavors and they don't think it can be something that they can do for a living. Mm. Um, And Hmm. so there's just this discrepancy, you know, they're just like, okay, uh, I like this as a hobby and like I like to express myself in this way, but I also need to financially sustain myself. And it just Mm. seems like two separate worlds. For me, it was like having to go to God as a college student and be Mm -hmm. like, God, I know that you're a good dad and I know that you like can make anything happen and I know you care about what I care about so if this makes me happy I'm gonna pursue it and I know you got my back and so Mm -hmm. like which I mean it lots of ups and downs right and like you just have to like go through the trenches too and like learn how to do that well but it was like my way of trusting like hey god you're a good dad so I I don't believe in this lifestyle of like oh I can't do what I love can I double click on something yeah when you said you have to go through the trenches, yeah. but get better at that, yeah. what does that mean? Mm. Because I know so yeah. many artists out there, yeah. whether it's dance or other things, when you're creating in that way, mm-hmm. sure, there's a million ways to make money today and feel yeah. that financial security or whatever that people always talk about. But we all have things and bills and rent and other mm-hmm. responsibilities that we have. Yeah. How did you, in that trench moment, yeah. Can you talk about a trench moment? Like, what yeah. does that look like? Okay, on a more like, just like practical level, like obviously we just we just talked about finances. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I think work ethic is huge. So like, in order to pursue something creative, you obviously have to sustain yourself also somehow in the time that you're building this. And like, you don't even know how long the building stage is gonna be. And so um, that can like take years, you know? So for me, like as a college student, I worked so many jobs, like so many jobs. Like if you add like corporate, I've worked full-time jobs, like nine to fives. Um, I've worked like in the service industry. So I've worked restaurants and boba shops and all that weirdest, good stuff. Weirdest job you had. Weirdest? <laughs> or the most unlikely job that people don't know that you had. I don't know. I've done like PA work on sets. I've done translator done work. like Translator yeah, work? Yeah, translator work, okay. like on sets or just like on, yeah, like mm. virtually. Like I don't, I don't know weird jobs, no thankfully. Weird jobs? Yeah. You helped sell Sarah? Well, no, well, I mean, that was my 9 to 5. Your 9 to 5? What did you do in your 9 to 5? What was it? Um, so I worked at in Chaba for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, like every other creative yeah, American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so yeah, so that to was, explain Chaba. Chaba is like the, the fashion industry, right? So it's like okay. in downtown LA. Yeah, Got it. Just like, but straight up like, like um, sales, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like customer service, a lot of customer service. Nice. But 9 to 5, straight 9 to 5. Wow. And then, she said massage chairs? Yeah, so I, do you know Sarah Jam? I don't know what that is. It's like is. an old school, like Korean big, like uh, massage chair company. Okay. Yeah, so I worked there, but that was all. That was just like also like mm. admin. Yeah. Admin, yeah, so yeah, yeah. The reason why I love like pausing to do those types of moments yeah. is because one to celebrate God. Yeah. And to one to 
also really like it's just I I've, kn I've known you guys for a while now and so like to me I'm like no wonder they're where they are today mm. because of their obedience to God yeah like just straight up yeah. like you guys love him so much yeah and of course he's gonna give you more yeah of course he is because whatever journey he's put you on to be here today you were obedient in that journey to where you are today. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we all have the downs. Yeah. And the fact that I wanted to double, the reason why I want to talk about that yeah. is because I know there's folks that are listening going, oh man, one day I want to be on the biggest stages doing the biggest things. Yeah. Sure, but there's there's definitely steps to get there. Yeah. Doesn't matter what yeah. age it is. You know, Sometimes people get there early. Yeah. Sometimes people get there really late and it's all good. Yeah. But I love the fact that I could sit here and say, Eileen used to sell massage chairs <laughs> and be customer service for yeah. a clothing company. And she's on stages at Coachella doing choreography with like Black Meek and stuff like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's where she was and this is where she is today. Yeah. Now you guys are dual entrepreneurs together doing yeah. those things. It's like, yeah. God is so good. Yeah. Like it's like ridiculous. That, there's so much I could say oh my god <laughs> no but j just to like go off of that too I read something on Instagram recently and it was talking about how like everyone wants to build but then no one wants to maintain ooh. yeah I know I was like ooh let me read that like 10 times and it's just like it, that's the life of entrepreneurship right For it's sure. like you start off just small like yeah. you start off not knowing where this is going and that's like any creative endeavor entrepreneurship is creative you know mm -hmm. so it's like hey that's creative so it's just like you just start baby steps and then you you just that's the trenches I'm talking about is like, you know, it can it can look financial, it can look like just like even outside of financially, it could just look like the uncertainty of like, am, mm -hmm. am I even gonna make this happen, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then trusting God with that. And then it can be even like um a lot of character formation. I feel like that's, that's like good. the trenches. Character, Character formation. formation. It's yeah. like, I keep saying that over and over again. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, because, you know, here's the thing. Here's here's what I've been dwelling on a lot lately is like, God, so we all want like more stuff. Like, we're just selfish people. We're like, mm -hmm. God, I just mm -hmm. want to do everything. Well, <laughs> so many that's Enneagram typical prayer. Mm -hmm. Give me more. Maybe not right. everyone's like that. Maybe that's just me. I'm an Enneagram three. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're just like, God, I can do everything. Like, I want to do everything. Like, give it all to me, right? And then, and then comes like the, the reality of like, nah, like what you're asking <laughs> for mm -hmm. actually comes with a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's actually a very heavy weight that you're trying to lift here. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, um, it's just going through the, the, the character building of like, ask, or showing God like, hey, I can actually handle this. And like, um, I, I can be responsible. Can you trust me? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this a relational thing. And he's not going to give it to you unless he feels like he could trust you. Right. But you have to go through the character building first, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I feel like I went through a lot of yeah. in my early days in my career. Um, where now I can sit and be like, you can trust me. You know, I can yeah. do more stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that reminds me of the scripture was just like, well, like God, like if if you can't. Um, be entrusted with a little. Yeah, he, he can't Give entrust you with a yeah. lot. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you said something earlier that um, I thought was a really interesting point where you you recognize dad, like God is dad, right? Mm -hmm. He's a good dad, and uh, I don't know that. Some, at least even for myself, man, I don't I don't view God like dad often. Yeah. yeah. I view him as like God, you know, you're you're yeah, like up there, Lord of the universe, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like Almighty and and all of that. But I don't really like 
Because when I think about mom, like, yeah, my mom feeds me. She take care. She takes yeah. care of me and um, she'll fold my laundry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. things like that. So when, when you <laughs> look at God as dad and that he's good um, and, you know, as as parents love to give their kids what they want for mm -hmm. Christmas, as mm -hmm. I would imagine, birthdays, <laughs> you want to give your boys like what they want. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's this balance between um, like, Lord, your will be done, right? Like we trust mm -hmm. God to do whatever he feels is best for us, but then also to acknowledge he is our dad and he mm -hmm. does care about what we want. So mm -hmm. the things that we tell him and we ask for, mm -hmm. he cares about that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, if he knows, if he thinks that's, that's good for you, then he'll, he'll bless you with it, but also there's timing. Um, and as, I, as you guys were talking earlier about even the studio being something that you thought would come later, um, and so it was still a desire, mm -hmm. but you just thought like, oh yeah, I want that, but later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But God being a good dad is saying, oh, I know you want that, but I think you need that now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like I want to give that to you now yeah, because that's, that's better for you to have now. And you may not think that it is good now. You're like, oh, this is a little bit not on our timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, but then also trusting because you're my good dad, like I'm going to trust that this is good for me to have now. And you actually gave me the thing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. gave it to me early, mm -hmm. you know? So there's this like interesting trust trust piece that I've, I, I kind of even um, hear as you guys are talking about this. And like, and the other side of it too is that I think, you know, for myself too, I, I sometimes feel bad for asking God for mm -hmm. too much. Yeah. Right? Like, Lord, am I am I being selfish? Am I being greedy? Am I just asking you for stuff? Um, but like, you know, God wants to know every single desire of your heart. Mm -hmm. Whether he gives you every single desire yeah, or yeah. not is up to him, but yeah. he does want to know everything that we want. So I think there is such a um, beautiful trust that you guys you know, have exercised in just letting God know, even as an Enneagram three saying, God, <laughs> give it to, give it to me all, like give me everything at once. Um, but letting God know the desires of your heart and then trusting him to give it to you um, in his timing is something that um, I really see that you guys have sort of um, harnessed and, and leaned into. Yeah. And you know what's dope though? It's, I actually thought about this today is um, back before COVID, like before COVID going into COVID, I was obviously same career driven, like crazy Enneagram three I was. Um, but the <laughs> difference then was like, I was I was doing everything. You guys talked about this last episode, actually. So it's, <laughs> I, I resonated a lot with it, but it was like, I was doing everything for self. So I was like mm -hmm. trying to strive and earn. Um, and it's because I wasn't in a place in my career that I wanted to be that I was like, okay, God, I want more. But then it was like, oh, I, I just, I want more. Like mm. I want to do more for myself type of thing. Um, and what's crazy is like a lot of character formation throughout COVID happened and like also post burnout, right? But now I can sit and be like, oh, actually, I think I want to do more, but I want to just do more for God. Mm -hmm. It's a very different heart place than when, what I was at back then. And so it's, I can mm. ask for things a lot more easily now because I know my heart posture is just for yes. him fully. And so, and the difference That's is good. too, is now I can sit and be like, God, I like, let's say he gives me an opportunity that I like, am so stoked about. I can sit there and be like, I'm so happy about this right now that I actually don't even need the job. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually am just happy with you, God. Mm -hmm. I would have not have said that. I would have been like, 
can I get the job still? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 like, uh, love you, God, but can I get the... don't pay the bills. Yeah, no, no, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, now yeah. it's like just completely like yeah. different. So yeah. that's like yeah. what's cool. Yeah. Woo, that yeah, is so exciting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is a great place to be. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode so far. Just to keep it real, it takes time, energy, and resources to produce this pod. If you feel led to, you can support us by donating on Cash App at Good Service Podcast. Any amount, large or small, is truly appreciated. Thank you guys so much. We love y'all. Back to the episode. You mentioned something earlier. I wanted to go back, Dini. You said, because um, you know what's interesting? Like, there's like this theme that's kind of coming up, like naturally as we're talking. And it's really like I, we keep using words that surround family a lot, which mm-hmm. is dope. And I don't think it's an accident. You guys have a business together mm-hmm. as sisters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you mentioned like you mentioned the word home about mm-hmm. your studio, which I thought was super dope because you're you guys are more afraid of look at all these studios shutting down. Yeah. There's no home for these these folks. Right. And you use that word a few times. So where do you think today as like you guys built this home in K-Town? You have this massive, massive community. Now, they're huge. There's there's tons of them. I know for a fact that, like, I know for a fact, knowing the character, the inside-out job that God has already done in both of your lives, Mm -hmm. I am so excited that you guys lead these people. Like, you guys are in a a seat of literally shepherding, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. What I would love. Never thought of it that way. (laughs) Are you guys sisters? I know, I know. (laughs) I know. We say a lot of things at the same time. It happens all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. So now that you guys are in this seat, that you guys have this community, I guess like maybe share some ways that you guys feel like either intentionally or unintentionally, you guys are kind of like shepherding these folks Mm -hmm. in the way that y'all have been taught. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that today? Are you working on that today? Or is that on your mind today? Mm -hmm. Like I would just love to hear about that, Mm -hmm. like about the community today. Interesting. I mean, I think even just like going to small scale, like we talked about students earlier, but even our staff just, I think we've tried to create a culture where we can just let them come to us Mm. with just their life. So it's not just limited to you're in work mode and you're just working all the time, but it's like, what, how are you doing? Like, how is your heart place? Like, how are you feeling today? Like, what are you going through and how can we be there for you? So shepherding, looks like the way the way that we treat our staff too Mm. you know so i think those are ways that we're practically trying to implement it but also just being a place in general where people just feel safe to be able to express and to just be themselves and to be able to share and be open and vulnerable so i think those are the main ways we actually had one student tell us recently Mm -hmm. um he's he's like a regular like he comes like every day literally every it's crazy like he literally comes every day that's awesome i know we love it like we love anyway every day day. like you work and you only have so much free time and you spend it all at our studio like how honoring is that yeah and like multiple classes too like it's it's dope but um he was even sharing like during covid he was going through like major depression and like even Mm -hmm. had like suicidal thoughts sometimes and like I, i feel like that was actually really common during mm-hmm. COVID yeah. because like we're all stuck inside like yeah. just alone with our thoughts and we're just like <laughs> yeah. spiraling all the yeah. time yeah. Yeah, and so like um, yeah and it's like a lonely time you know so for us to have like to teach them what it means to like interact 
again and like yeah. have connection again like be authentic again like you don't have to be like this awkward like you know what i mean <laughs> like you, just like like yeah. be yourself and like here's a place we can all chill we can yeah. all like have fun and like so he literally said like yeah this actually like saved my life and we're like yeah. that's a yeah. big responsibility yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's dope you know yeah. like to hear testimonies like that that's yeah. true. Well, i also feel like you guys create a, a very approachable environment mm. you know what i mean because yeah. i think you know if you're a non-dancer yeah um i mean this is just from what i hear from people who don't dance they're like terrified of stepping into a dance class yeah. like yeah. it's like the craziest yeah. thing ever and it's like no it's it's beginners it's yeah. it's yeah. meant for people who don't dance like yeah. you know this is this yeah. is for you you yeah. know but it's yeah. even still it's this like oh but there are other people there like yeah. they're gonna watch me yeah. and i'm gonna yeah. suck and all yeah. this other stuff but like i think it's the the way that you guys are as people and as the you guys set the tone for the place right so yeah. when you greet people with the smile and you welcome them and and happy yeah. to see them and encourage them with words and then give them the space to like even have them share things like yeah. that because that itself is difficult to do like yeah. who just comes up to a random person and be like hey like this means so much to me and here's why because this yeah. is what i've been struggling with during COVID or whatever yeah. And it's, I think it's a testament to, again, who you guys are as people yeah. that you create a space where people feel comfortable, they feel mm -hmm. welcome, and, yeah. and yeah, like you guys are very approachable. And that you make dance in the space, in, in essence, approachable yeah. as well, you know? Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, but you know yes. what's kind of tight too is like going off of that too. I think um, something we talk about often is how. I touched on it earlier about like us having imposter syndrome, but mm. I think a lot of mm -hmm. it, like it's crazy how your business, like you as a person bleeds into 100%. what the yeah. business is. Yeah. Like sure. and you, yeah. you can't curate that. Mm -hmm. Like you can't make that up. Mm -hmm. So it's like crazy. Cause just our beginnings, it was us just being like, who are we? Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. like is this gonna be successful like what is what is this you know and it was just like us like yeah. trying to stay alive like our just our head like floating yeah you know what i mean <laughs> if anyone needs a visual yeah. but um so it's like um us learning how to build and overcome those things and like the the humility that comes with that because obviously mm. we're like so insecure about it like we're like oh my god we don't even know what we're doing um, so even seeing that and seeing how it's taken years to just learn how to like do it better, but like also like, you know, like become more confident and like, mm -hmm. and then see how God's also building it and like us being so proud of that too. Like it's, it's, it's that beginnings that also kind of bleed into like understanding the, the environment we want to cultivate, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. I love that you even mentioned that sort of, um, keeping your head above water uh that's most people yeah. you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you open up instagram and it looks very much like wow everyone's just successful yeah. and killing yeah. it yeah. Like, no most people are just keeping their heads above yeah. water yeah, and they true. you know not not to make it that it's all fake mm -hmm. they just um, post the most successful yeah, it's parts. the highlights yeah. of of it the is. stuff that that you want to showcase yep. but in reality most everyone is keeping their heads above water and that's yeah. just the that's the attempt that everyone is doing as to why they need to keep promoting and yeah. keep marketing yeah. is because this is the only way that we get to keep our heads above mm -hmm. water and i think that's really important especially for people um i don't know for listeners or viewers that may be looking at even us like uh you know people who follow you guys from you know for your dance careers and you know, people who may follow us for whatever they think that we do. Um, it's 
yo, dude, we're, we're doing our best, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and it literally is a leaning on God every step of the way. <laughs> like, yeah. And even, um, you know, as you were talking about, like, just kind of being sensitive to, um, you know, God's calling. And, and you were mentioning earlier that when things are not for simply your selfish, like, I'm just mm -hmm. trying to elevate my career mm -hmm. myself, but there's a bigger purpose. So even, even if you sort of forfeit the job, like, like God, me and you, like this is all I wanted anyway. Yeah. Um, even like this podcast, you know, Kevin and I, we we had been talking about this for months before we yeah. even started it. And as we started it, we knew that the important thing was to start it versus getting it all polished and mm -hmm. get a nice backdrop and get all our fancy cameras. And yeah. we're like, yo, it's just the content that needs to get out there because yeah. what's being, what's going to be said and what's going to be the stories that are going to be told is the most important thing and already we only have two episodes out and then you know i sent the, the guys a, a screenshot of a dm that i got just that yesterday and this person just wrote this really long dm about how just the first two episodes was so impactful he's Yo. like I'm, i don't even listen to wow. podcasts but he's like awesome. i'm gonna be tuning in every week because i finally found two guys that i can relate to that yeah. that yeah. are Shut up, bro. yes <laughs> I, you know who I you forgot are. his name i think <laughs> we, we can't say his name out loud but okay. thank you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But but yeah. like it, it, it was basically like on a level of, um, you know, I'm also Asian American and to hear you guys having gone through similar struggles that I've gone through and currently go through. But yeah. you guys are like talking about it in real time and just yeah. kind of inviting people into the struggle. Yeah. And I was just like, praise God, because that was literally why we wanted to do this. We wanted to open up real conversations in real time unpacking things as we're learning it yeah. and inviting others into that because like I don't think that we need to showcase some perfectly packaged Christianity because that yeah. doesn't exist yeah you know what I mean and yeah. even for you guys in your entrepreneurial journey but I would also want to get back into just your guys more like background in terms of your faith journeys as well yeah. you know what I mean and how that plays into where you guys at as creatives, yeah. as entrepreneurs and all that. So um, yeah, I'd love to hear you, you guys uh, get into a little bit more of that like background of the faith journey mm. and how that plays into everything. Or here, here's a here's a, a easier way to do the question because yeah. I just don't want to, um, because you could probably talk about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, Not like womb to today, yeah. but like <laughs> why, why don't we, uh, yeah. you know what would be a great uh, moment is there must have been a moment yeah. where all of a sudden you were like, I'm gonna take this really serious yeah. and I love God. Yeah. There mm. must have been that moment because mm -hmm. I'll be honest, like I'm I'm 36 years old. That moment didn't happen until I was 30, 35. Yeah. Like yeah. That, was, wow. that didn't happen that, yeah. Yeah, it happened yeah, yeah. very recently. Wait, that's crazy, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yes, because for me what? it was uh, head, head uh, what is that called? Head yeah. knowledge, head knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christianity, yeah. up and down yeah. Christianity, where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm good with God, praise the Lord. And then I'm just like, I'm a sinner, I hate everything, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. kill myself. Like literally yeah. like yeah. that yeah. dark and it goes that high mm. and that yeah. dark and I was living duality. I had a season where I was just faking it with everybody. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm so good. What's up, everyone's showing up, trying to become a deacon, whatever, you know, like doing all that. And yeah. then like, and then partying yeah. and doing drugs, doing yeah. whatever. Uh, going crazy doing yeah. there's that season you know yeah. like everyone has different seasons yeah. you know but then there's this moment mm -hmm. where it's like hey this is for keeps yeah, yeah. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Dang, now that you shared all that, now I have to know your moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spiced there's gotta that be, up. Hey, there's yeah. gotta, but I want to know. There must have been a day yeah. or a time, and I know it's there. So I love to. Yeah. I'm sure it was. That'd be crazy. It was the same time for them. I mean, I mean it's like both of them. Okay, we're not twins. twins. We're sisters. <laughs> okay, but still, you never know. But anyways, I yeah. love to love to hear. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Okay, well, I, do you want to go first? It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. So I, I think for us, like we She's grew been up, to go first. we grew up in a in a really conservative church, right? Mm. Which I think like it, we we went to the same church our whole life until like high school, right? Yeah. Um, which I think was amazing because it set a really consistent childhood and mm. like a really solid foundation. So in terms of like church being a part of our life, it was very normal, yeah. and I think it was very healthy for us. Um, the moment where it changed for me is when um, I learned, we call it like, we learn our identity, right? And it's like basically what Johnny loves to preach about, but it's like the shift of like, it's not just a matter of the gospel is, oh, you're saved and by grace and then you have to beg for forgiveness all the time and like God barely saved you because you're so like dirty and like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, no, like the gospel is one of like, immense and radical love and the 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 statement that shifted that for me was when they were like no you're actually not a sinner like you're actually called righteous now and you're actually like you're actually adopted as a son and daughter and so like if you're thinking of like being like royalty right like we call jesus our king like we literally say it with our mouths jesus is our king and then but then when we look at ourselves we're like and we're the son of a king but Mm. then we're like oh but then I'm like just some dirty like sinner. Right. It, it, it doesn't match. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if you're the son and daughter of a king, then like, what are you? Mm. You're literally royalty. And it sounds so stupid, right? It sounds like crazy. It's crazy. And the reason why I wanted to go first is because like Dini actually learned all of this first. Mm-hmm. And she came home and she would tell me about like, just what changes she's going through and how much mm-hmm. God is encountering her. She comes home with like wow. crazy testimonies, crazy stories. And I literally looked at her and I'm like, you're a heretic. She said that to me. You're a sinner. Yeah, you need to like, repent. You're crazy. What do you mean? She's still like no, wearing the closet like, oh, protect my sister. Please, Lord. I'm sure she did. She's a Pharisee. Oh my God, no, seriously. Like, I thought she was crazy. Morning I was like, that's a whole different religion. She's a religion. by herself. Yeah, oh so I literally, like, I would wow. tell them, like, dude, you're crazy. Like, I don't believe that at all. Like, wow. Wow. I, that's not what they taught us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, it, no, I'm so thankful for her, though, because she, like, shifted, like, the the whole yeah. course of life for me. Um, so it was just the, the relational aspect of, like, mending, like, no, what does it actually mean? Like, we just talked about God is our dad. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And then how do you, it affects how we live life daily. Like talk about what year in life was this, by the way? This was uh, maybe sophomore year of high school. Wow. Maybe junior junior year. It's early, though. It's pretty yeah. early, yeah. Pretty early. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get this until, like, I met Johnny. <laughs> a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, hey, yeah. it doesn't matter when, as yeah. long as it happens. Right, that's right, true. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just how, it's learning how good it is. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like faith should be fun. Like yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like faith should be fun. It's not yeah. boring. It's fun, you know. Amen. And Say then it affects. Again. Come on, that's faith good. is fun. Yes. Faith so is good. fun. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Okay. So that's you know it just affects how we live life. We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about like our careers, whatever, whatever it is. Mm. 
it's all based off that, you know? Mm. So that's where it changed for me. But Man. that's also when it changed for her, but it, it happened earlier for her. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jeannie, what, what blew mm, it up for you? Yeah. That for you me. came home yeah. and was like, ah, <laughs> like what, what happened? I know, man, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I think mine was pretty radical actually. So like Eileen mentioned, we did go to church our whole life. So we grew up going to church, but I think you mentioned this earlier. It was like very much like head knowledge. Like mm -hmm. I was just told that since I was a kid. So then I just like, it wasn't, I didn't have any doubts. Like, oh yeah, God is there. Like Jesus is real. But then, you know, like, I think it was my freshman year of high school going to sophomore year. It was like a summer oh, break. I love this story. And um, <laughs> my friends were going to a retreat and they invited me and it wasn't even my church. And I decided to go with them. And we went and it's, it's crazy because during that time period of my life, even though I was Christian, I wasn't necessarily living like a very Christian type of lifestyle. So I was feeling really like just distant from God and like Christianity. And I, I had this label of like how I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to look like. And at the retreat, it was the third day, the last night of the retreat. And the Bible study teachers were praying for all of their students. So my teacher came and she started to pray for me. And you know, Korean culture, you're supposed to close your eyes, be mm -hmm. respectful. Mm -hmm. You're not, she's opening her eyes. So I'm not gonna like look at her, you know? So I'm just like, <laughs> I'll keep my eyes closed. And so she's praying for me and she starts speaking in tongues and I've never heard that before in my life. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, what is this? It's kind of weird, you know, yeah, creep yeah, me yeah. out a little bit. She's a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> she loves that word today. But yeah, she started praying for me and as she's speaking in tongues, I just like, I felt this earthquake it was like a really big earthquake. It wasn't like a tiny one. And I got scared and I opened my eyes. I'm looking around the chapel and everything's shaking. Like I see bookshelves, the books look like they're about to fall off. On the stage, there was a guitar on a, on a stand. It looked like it was gonna fall over and I was like freaking out. So I started running around the whole chapel to all my friends. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It was like prayer time. So they're all like quietly praying for each other. And I'm no like- No one else is freaking out from this no. earthquake? And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, don't you guys feel the earthquake? Like, how, how are you guys sitting there praying? Like, I look crazy. I think everybody kind of looked at me all weird and they're like, Dini, like, what's wrong? Like, is everything okay? Like, why are you acting that way? And I think at that moment, I realized that I'm the only person that felt this earthquake. What? <laughs> and in the midst of this earthquake, I heard a voice, like an audible voice, like literally from, like it felt like from heaven, like up there, like through the ceiling and it was God. And it was like this thundering, powerful, majestic voice. And you know, when you think powerful and thundering, it sounds scary. Mm -hmm. But for this, it was like, at the same time, like the most loving, like just comforting, like voice I've ever heard. And I've never experienced something where two such opposite characteristics of God are like in one voice. Mm -hmm. And all he said was my name three times. He said, Dini, Dini. And I just broke down. It's audible. Like I'm actually hearing it, you know, in the midst of this chapel, in the midst of this earthquake by myself. And I think I just like literally fell on my knees and I started bawling and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for everything. You know, I just grew up hearing so much like, oh, Jesus loves you. He knows your name. He knows every hair on your head. And I heard it so much. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I know Jesus loves me. I know he knows my name. But I think that moment I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh shit, like he, he knows, knows my name. name. Like he literally knows my name. And I think that made me understand like how real 
God is like to that degree like it's a real relationship when I pray I'm not just like talking to something far away but like wow what does it look like for him to respond to me what does it look like to build an actual relationship with God who knows my name like that and he went out of his way to do all of this so that I can know that he's real and he's there. So for me, that moment was very pivotal. And so things like that started happening to me and I would go home and, <laughs> and she yeah. would call yeah. me a heretic. And then I started experiencing crazy stuff too. So I think yeah. it was just like a trickle yeah. down thing. That's wild. Yeah. So I never get tired of hearing crazy. that one. You know what's dope about that story? I mean, for one, it's all like, I'm sure what you experienced, even in the stuff you just yeah. said, you've experienced crazy things, probably wasn't the exact same thing that mm -hmm. she experienced. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You've told me things that mm -hmm. you sat with God, you felt yeah. like this warm light thing. Yeah. And and then you even said you heard God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I hear people say stuff like that. Oh, I, God told me this. God, told, yeah. I heard God say this. And I'm here I am. I'm like, I've never heard the audible mm. voice of God. Mm. Like, I've mm. never heard it. Mm. I've never had an earthquake happen and yeah. God tell my, my name three times. I've never had that. Yeah. I, I say that to because, OK, because I used to think that God was very like linear. He does mm. what he does to everyone. Yeah. Mm. So if he doesn't do it to everyone, he must not do it to anyone. Ah, That's I used to think that way. Yeah, That's yeah, when, yeah, when yeah, I used yeah. to hear something like, man, like I would think heresy. Like yeah. I, I never experienced that. Yeah. Like, so I don't think you're telling the truth. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. even so all mm. the like prophetic gifts, spiritual gifts, tongues, healing, prophecy, and all that. I'm like, well, I've never experienced that. So mm. it must not be true. And what I've been learning is that God is so, I mean, he created us so unique, right? Yeah. We all have different personalities. Um, different things resonate with one person that resonates with differently mm -hmm. with another person and, and all yeah. the way down the line, right? And so because God made us so unique and in the uniqueness in the way that he created us, he says we are made in his image mm -hmm. yeah. so that we are still made in his image, yet very unique. And and I feel and I don't know this is where I could be wrong and I'm down to be wrong and I can get fact checked here or corrected. But like I believe that God speaks to each of his children in the unique way that mm -hmm. they need okay. to be spoken to. And so if for you, that was how he wanted to communicate with you. And then for you is different mm -hmm. for you is different for me is different. Mm -hmm. I think that's where I am now experiencing um, just, yeah, like the unique voice of God yeah. and the unique mm -hmm. way he communicates. Um, like our, our homie, uh, Ellen, shout out our sister, Ellen. She's like, I feel like God talks to me through birds. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. Okay. But then I, I, I was like out in nature one time and I'm like, oh shoot, I feel like God's talking to me through that bird right there. Yeah. And this happened a couple of times, yeah. you know, where you just kind of yeah. see something happening in nature and then like and then, you know, it's something that you feel like, wow, I think God you wanted me to see that or experience mm -hmm. that and you you were trying to communicate something to me Ooh. through that. And so I think there's so much beauty in that. And and I say even just my whole um <laughs> like struggle with this yeah. because this is so recent for yeah. me to be open to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 And it's not like I'm open to it because someone told me I should be open yeah. to it. So I had to do this because he was talking about how God uniquely speaks to people. Yeah. yeah. And for a while, for a while, <laughs> this dude kept telling me, he kept telling me like, yo, I think God's like speaking to me through numbers. I keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep oh, seeing I it. Yes. He kept yes, saying this, right? Yes. And I was just like, yeah, I'm sure he, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I believe him, but yeah. I'm just, I'm sure it does, but I don't know what that means. I don't go through that, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And this, 
Dude, one of the podcasts, that was such a no, thing. it's yeah, crazy. It and then I was just like, for sure, for sure. And he's like, yo, Kev. And then he sends me the receipt of the picture of a meal that we're about to have yeah, before yeah. filming this. And we're talking about something specifically God related. Yeah. And he goes, check this out. So I still have the picture to this day. <laughs> it's on 62323 at 123. Wow. Jesus served us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> show, show him the receipt. That's crazy. Not Jesus serving you. <laughs> Jesus served Wait, us awesome. on 62323 123. Like it was ridiculous. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. And, then, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did, we yeah. did. So, so here, here's an interesting thing <laughs> about even 23. Because I was like, what, what's the significance of 23? Well, this is 2023, right? This yeah. is the year yeah. that we're in now. And I felt at the turn of the year, you know, everybody gets excited for the new year. Oh yeah, new mm -hmm. year, new me, new energy, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Just everyone gets excited because it's a new year. They try to hype themselves up. Yeah. And at the turn of this year, I felt not like a new year, new me energy. Mm -hmm. I was just like, God, I feel like you're gonna do something new this year. And I felt that he was preparing me for something new for like a decade. Because mm -hmm. he gave me Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 in 2013. And I kept just reciting or just kept reading that passage over to like I committed it to memory basically saying I am doing a new thing now it springs forth mm -hmm. and he says I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert wow. meaning a way in the wilderness is making a path where there is no path rivers in the desert is I'm going to make streams of water where there is no water Jeez. so it's making the impossible possible and he gave me that in 2013 and I just kept reading it, reading it. And then I actually forgot it for a few years. And then at the top of this year, it popped up again. And I was like, oh yeah, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And then, and it just so happened to be 2023. And then I, okay. I just felt God saying, and again, this is me, God didn't audibly tell me anything. He just gave me his word and just brought it back to me. And I just felt like, Lord, I think whatever this new thing that you were telling me that you were doing back in 2013, I think I'm gonna see the fruit of it this year oh wow and so when i saw that receipt the at 123 623 23 served by jesus yeah. <laughs> i was like bro and that was a meal that we were getting for this podcast because wow. yeah. we get a meal every awesome. every before yeah, every yeah. show and and you know like it's not this magical thing you know what i'm saying it's i feel that like sometimes god just shows you things because he wants you to know that like hey you are in alignment with me right now just keep going yeah. just keep yeah. stay the course yeah and you are on the right track you know what i mean can i speak about god's joy real quick i know we're going to land the plane soon but i want to talk about this because it was revealed to me i took a quick family vacation recently just like four days and a lot of things happen, a lot of joyous moments, a lot of praises that, that I definitely want to talk about. But one moment that was so like normal and mundane that stuck out to me like crazy was last night, as we're all going to bed, my sons have a routine, we pray and we do all the good stuff and they read a book, they go to sleep, they clean, wash, all that. And he has a nightlight on and he goes to bed, this is my seven year old. So we're all, we're all like going to bed now and I close the door and I go back to my room and I, I hear like a ruffling in his room. So I'm just like, hmm, he's still awake. I'm like, what's he doing, you know? <laughs> so, cause usually that means he's like trying to like 
do something that he's not supposed Sneaky. to be doing. Yeah, sneaking around, playing with toys or whatever. <laughs> so I, I open the door just a little bit because I want to do the gotcha moment that yeah. dad do, you know? So I, I peek in and I see my son in the darkness with his nightlight on uh, cleaning up his room. Right? Hmm. And he's just, he's like, like just carefully stacking his books. Wait, that's so cute. <laughs> How no, old I'm is telling he? you, bro, like literally. And I'm just like watching this happen. And he's putting the books away and he's neatly putting away his toys, like in the dark, right? And I just like open up the door and I go, hey, son, what are you doing? Uh, he's like, you want me to turn on the light? He's like, oh, it's okay, dad. I'm almost done. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, so what you doing? He's like, oh, I just, I just wanted to clean up the room. I wanted to look nice for tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And That's so cute. I know. In that little moment, out of the whole trip, it like burned in my memory. Mm. And the reason why, and then this also, I'm gonna try to say this without choking up. And the reason why it was so powerful to me was because in obedience, God feels love. Mm. Mm. Wow. And mm. I felt that like mm. so deep mm. in that moment. And I was like, oh good it's so good and wow. it made me realize in this season as god is doing these amazing things with the people in our lives yeah obedience yeah you know <laughs> and i thought that was so good yeah so you know that reminds me of uh like you know what it says like what you sow in the dark will be revealed in the light Ooh. right and like what he's doing essentially is that he was literally yeah, working in the dark, in the dark. <laughs> yeah man and like and and yeah. he probably knew at some in to some degree like oh if i have a clean room like my dad's probably gonna be happy yeah. that's my so room's good clean. yeah you know, so let yeah. me just do that in the dark when no one's watching and and that's also like you know this you know the analogy of just being in the wilderness right like we can be walking in this place where we feel like it's dark where we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet we just know that like this is the place i'm supposed to be and i trust that god is going to pull me out of this wilderness yeah. at some point point. Yep. and that's yeah. that faithfulness of just sowing for years and years you know and um you know I, and i'm sure we've probably scratched the surface barely with you guys mm -hmm. in terms of like the life story but from what i can sense from you guys is there's years and years of sowing and being mm -hmm. faithful mm -hmm. and um all the years of church and you know all the stuff that you're like yeah like it took a while for all that yeah. stuff to really sink in but then there was a point where it really sunk in yeah. and, and then now you're seeing like how god is really blessing and and has uh really taken care of you guys yeah and so um it's just a beautiful story that y'all have you know just as sisters as yes, a family yes. yeah and then also to see the fruits of like this amazing studio yeah. this community hub a place where people can come and and find um yeah relationships yeah. friendships and growth um it's really dope it's really dope thank you thank you um so we want to acknowledge y'all for that and thank you so much for coming through and sharing a meal with us and sharing your stories and uh for those who can, uh, who want to follow you guys, how can people follow the Roots journey, your personal Wait, journeys? Before we do that, though, I need to encourage mm. y'all back. Mm. <laughs> you can't just give us the flowers. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, I just want because something was like I was press, it was pressing on my mind earlier. But you're talking about Isaiah 48, and mm. you're talking about like how that's been your word for a long time, mm -hmm. and how you feel like it's barely coming to fruition. But the the one phrase of like make a path where there is no path, mm -hmm. like right when you said that, I was like. 
that's Ben. Yeah, he's such a pioneer. Such a pioneer. Whoa, like, in, but it's crazy. It's like in everything you do and everything mm. you have done, whether it's in your dancing or in your personal life or your entrepreneurial journey, like you just show that you're somebody that's doing something that other people don't do. And if you see the pattern of like people reaching out to you, they're that's like, hey, true. like, I like I've been waiting for somebody to do this or hey you're like even for me like as a dancer I'm like one of the very few Christian Korean American dancers to look up to there's not many yeah. you know what I mean mm. it's like you and Ellen and then there's like I tell you this all the time mm. and like I don't I don't even think it sinks in for him like fully mm-hmm. all the time but it's just like um in everything you do you're always doing something trading new waters that other people haven't done um, and so it's it's very powerful and it's something you've been doing since you know so it's not it's mm. coming into fruition now but it's also your obedience and sacrifices and choices you've made throughout mm. you know and wow. it gives the next generation the courage to follow in the footsteps and do the same for whatever it looks like for them you know yeah mm. and then oh, Kevin okay there's so much I can say about Kevin because <laughs> like okay because we're you know <laughs> So I was listening to like episodes, like the last episode and you were sharing about how like sometimes like you you're naturally sharing like what's going on in your life mm. and how like a lot of times it feels like boasting mm-hmm. yeah. and how it's like hard to feel understood, you know? Yeah. Like I just want to say like I think it's dope like just from afar from literally the the short amount of time we've known each other mm-hmm. like for us to just see like all that you're doing and like even in the midst of like crazy busyness, right? Like where you're just like mm. I'm running on zero right now. <laughs> you guys like pray for me please (laughs) but um there's such a grace and a favor on like what you do in your life and like such a trust that I have when I see I'm like oh he's doing it God's way but God's just like giving him so much Mm -hmm. and so it's like you know what I thought of earlier when we were talking Mm -hmm. um because you're just talking about how busy you are right now right or like just you just ended that season yeah and like I was like oh my god it's like Jesus feeding the 5,000. Yeah. It's like, it's literally wow. like, no, you know why? Because I'm like, I'm like, okay, think of all these disciples, right? And then God is like, I mean, mm. Jesus is like, hey, like, can you go feed them? Yeah. And then, yeah. like, no one thinks about how tiring that is for the disciples. That's true. I actually thought about wow, it. I was, I was like, when you were telling me, I was like, dude, he's like a disciple because it's such a mission and it's such a, it's such an honor for Jesus to give us that, that role yeah. and to take a part in what he's doing. Like, that's yeah. beautiful. But then, and then all these five thousands are like they're happy, you know. Mm. Like literally, you literally serve five thousand people. Right? <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. 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 Like, literally, you, yeah, you <laughs> actually did that. So it's like such a tiring thing. Wow. But then, um, it's like you know that doesn't go unnoticed. You know, yeah. it's all wow. part a part of the wow. plan, a part of His mission too. And it's, it's an opportunity awesome. to just yeah. partner in the miracle that God's doing in these Amen. people's lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then so about the boasting thing, I think it's dope that we get to have friends like this where we can just like hype each other up though. Yeah. Like I think that's dope. Like because yeah. it's it's we actually talked about this the same thing like mm. this past week of like it's hard to share. Yeah. It's easy to share what you're like the the negative things you're going through because then people are going to have empathy and they're going to be like I'm so sorry you're going through that. But sometimes it's hard to share like dude god is this good that like mm, every yeah. day is like a new thing like yeah. is like this these dope things are happening but yeah. like actually like to remind ourselves like no god is that good and like yeah. to have people be there to support you 
like we were receiving it from you guys but yeah. like we also want to be the same for you guys too to so. just celebrate wins together yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that's community right that's, dope. that's, that's breaking dope. bread mm. literally so, that's breaking bread mm -hmm. that's good service yeah that is good, good service, service. Yes. good service that is good service well, well well you mentioned i actually almost forgot yeah. we got we got to land this plane but yeah. um good service is the name of the show and uh i think everybody can have their own sort of definition as mm -hmm. to what that means so what does good service mean to you guys mm -hmm. maybe good service for me looks like giving somebody your best like intentionality mm -hmm. love that yeah it's good good service to me i think I, the word that keeps coming up is overflow mm -hmm. it's like That's when good. i have the when i'm healthy and i'm grounded in in god um, I have the the overflow. It, it could look different in every season too, mm -hmm. but it's like the the extra capacity for like a little more forgiveness or a little That's more grace great. or a little more quality time with this person or a mm. little more, you know, yeah. Love that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, how can fo people follow you guys? Follow the journey. I'm mainly on Instagram, so you can find me at. Eileen Kim with four E, so it's E I L E E E N K I M. Yes. Yes. Mine's just my name, Dini Kim, D I N Y Kim. And Roots Dance Studio. Yeah. Okay, cool, that, cool, cool. You can also yeah, we'll find plug us on all Instagram. that. We'll plug all that. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming through. This thank was so you. fun. Thank you. This was like not long enough, so we'll probably have to do a part two with oh, y'all. Yes. So we'll, Anytime, we'll any get day. In again. The food was bomb too. It was. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Cooks say, Tortas. We didn't really give it a review, but it was bomb. Yeah. yeah. Very bomb. Thanks, Cooks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, folks, thank you for tuning in, watching, and or listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us so you don't miss an episode. And uh, yeah, write us reviews, comments. Uh, let us know you're listening. Tag us in your posts. We love to regram all that stuff. Send long DMs. Long DMs. <laughs> dude, I love the long DMs, man. I read them all and we, I respond to them all too. So yeah. that's yes. it. That's it. Good service. Yow. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe and leave us that five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Good Service Pod and on YouTube at Good Service Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, you can donate on Cash App at Good Service Podcast. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>